Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to widestmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Does My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met at a training, and our secret sauce is that we and our partners became fast friends. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for couples therapy. If something you hear in this podcast stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com to leave a question of your own. Here's today's question. Can I just give a real plug and a thank you to our sponsors to Therapy Wisdom? Like, loving the fact that they are helping us bring this podcast to folks. Mm-hmm. I just love Therapy Wisdom. Yeah. They're such a I great learning platform. They are. It's my favorite one. Yeah. 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 There's so much goodness for there. And... Um, this is our last episode where we're really talking about boundaries in this way and really emphasizing and kind of giving a little nudge towards folks to say, go by setting boundaries that stick. So or really, a big nudge. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> more than more a little. obvious about it. Yeah, go ahead and get it. Yeah. Right and so, so today we want to talk about boundaries in another way. Um, and we have mm. another listener question and they wrote in, they said, why do I not say no when I mean no? There are times when I don't want my partner to be so close physically, and I can't seem to tell them that I don't want to cuddle or be so close. Sometimes I feel guilty for wanting more space. Is there something wrong with me when I want space? Oh, Oh. there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. I just feel for this person. Remember I taught you the Arabic word haram? Like that's how I feel with this. And I was thinking, I don't know if I said this the first time, I think haram is compassion in a different word. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think, really what that word is. And God bless the Arabic language for having just this other word for like, I feel such in my bones compassion for you. Yeah. And that like this this question moves me. Yeah. And I think this question is so common. Mm-hmm. And um, and unspoken. I think there are lots of relationships out here that have something around how we're showing up physically with yeah. each other. Yeah. That's not feeling good to one partner or another. And it goes unspoken. Mm-hmm. Well, are we allowed? Are we allowed to not like, is there something wrong with me? Are we allowed to not want to cuddle? And we're certainly not allowed to say that. 
Because if you're, uh, you know, happily coupled, then you always want to cuddle and you always want to be close. I would exactly. guess that's, that's the, not true. Exactly. I think that's the myth out there is kind of what yeah. I'm putting out there. Yeah. Totally. Is I think that there is a belief around that and I it's not mm-hmm. true, but I think there's a belief mm-hmm. out there. You yeah, know, I think you're right. I'm I'm noticing how much I have two teens right now, and I'm noticing how much I celebrate when I'm like Oh, I just want to hold and hug them, cuddle them. And they're like, not a chance. No way. Get away from me. <laughs> right? Because like it's those moments are so freaking important because they're helping them establish their right to say, like, yeah. that doesn't feel okay to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. That's not the touch that feel that mm-hmm. feels like it's what mm-hmm. I want right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? No and, and I think you're speaking to something here, Vic, that's really important because how many of us have been raised in cultures and families and homes and situations where where we didn't have the words or the right or the power or the oomph behind them to really know our nose and to say our nose because we did instead what we thought we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or pushed yep. into. Yeah. Like, yes. Oh, go, go give your answer on Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. give even, them a hug and a kiss hello. Yeah. 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 You want to or not. While they slobber it, all over your face, yeah, bad right. <laughs> to totally, make you feel really totally. uncomfortable. Yeah, you come on over here, give Mama apples some sugar. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> right, and that is actually not acceptable. Right. Yeah, and so, but it should be. But it should be. Well, here's here's where I would come down on this: is you know your body. Because you live in your body mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. the only one who can say what feels okay and not okay for your body. Mm-hmm. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with you saying no. And if lovely humans who are listening, anyone has ever forced you without your consent to be touched or touch in a way that you do not like, that is never your fault. That is never your fault. That's not you. And there are plenty of times when people might have wanted to say no and couldn't or wanted to say no. And even if they did, that did not affect, like I'm just really wanting us to be Mm -hmm. sensitive around how traumatic some of this stuff can be. Huge. And if you're one of those folks, um, there are lots and lots of different things we can do to help our bodies come back to center, come back to home, um, feel safer, uh, which is why I put in, in the book, I put in a chapter on physical boundaries and it does have boundary repair exercises as part of it. And for this question, we're not going to talk as much about that, but if that's you and you're looking for physical boundary repair, ways to be with your body and lower brain in ways that can help you reestablish ownership, safety, agency in your body, that is part of the mm. well. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That there's I, actually I, things you can do to work on that. You can do to work on not, we can't ever change that horrible thing that happened to you, but right. we can change how um, centered and in your skin and um, empowered you feel now. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is changeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I'm noticing in this question feels like one of those more subtle dynamics in couples mm-hmm. that is so common and that we go, well, we're married. 
I guess I owe <laughs> them. <laughs> or this is what you do. Right. You know, I, I think it's like something I see in my office a lot. It's kind of like, well, we got married, so we no longer need to talk about consent. Yep. That is BS, people. <laughs> is there a term, or am I making this up? I don't mean to sound really ignorant. Is there a term, it's not right, called implied consent? It's not right. I'm not defending it. I don't know if there's, I don't know about that term, but there's one, there's a term that I love. Can I share it with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enthusiastic consent. I was just going to say, is it enthusiastic <laughs> consent? I just we don't spend a lot of time with you. I just feel like what you're saying about like, like once you get married, you don't have to ask anymore. I just made up that term. I think people think think that's a phrase people say. That's what I was wondering. It's like, it's implied consent. That's why I was just throwing that out there. But it's not. Because like how many of the couples that wind up in our offices are coming Mm -hmm. in inside of some dynamic where they're like, this doesn't feel good. And I don't have a way of voicing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or right. Or or they're they're mm-hmm. expecting something of me that oh, I don't yeah. really want to do. And so I'm doing it, but when I do it, there's resentment or some disgust yeah. or some right. Like oh, that's resentment. the stuff that's kind of building up underneath. Whereas mm-hmm. if we slowed everything down and we made sure that there was actually consent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Enthusiastic consent. Yeah. Which means yeah. what? Not all of our listeners may know what you mean when you right. say that. So like, it's not like, yeah, that's okay with me. It's not, well, like, I could endure that. It's mm-hmm. not like, well, maybe. You sound miserable. Yeah. And it's not like, <laughs> yeah, I guess that, all right. I, I could go along with that. It's like, it's a more like, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it's not, I'm not tolerating it. Right. But enthusiastic consent is like, hell yeah, I'd like that. That would mm-hmm. feel good to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially yeah. when it comes yeah. to stuff yeah. like sex and physical touch and mm-hmm. physical touch that has nothing to do with sex. This question isn't about that. It's about right. cuddling or hugging, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Holding hands, be sexual, looking at each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking mm-hmm. at each other. Yeah, How yeah. many couples even have trouble with that sometimes? Of course. Yeah. yeah. And I want to say too, dear listeners, for the one who wants more cuddling than is happening, there's nothing wrong with what you want either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It makes total <laughs> sense that you want connection. Of course you yeah. do. Yeah. Of course you do. And um, <laughs> I just want to be with, uh, with, our, with our folks out there around... Uh, finding ways to talk about this with your partner, um, actually using the six steps that we talked about earlier to be a little mm-hmm. clearer about uh, what you want if you've already had a few direct conversations about it. And then, you know, it's not working <laughs> That's, and it's still yeah, not to okay. Readdress it. yeah, yeah. Then you can, then you can address it with a boundary. You know, I don't start uh, hard conversations with boundary setting. I start hard conversations with direct requests and sh- vulnerability. Mm. I I only go to the boundary setting once those have failed <laughs> and something's still not okay with me. Right, right. I'm backing up even a minute more because yeah, yeah. I actually start hot, hard conversations in a, with a consent conversation. Oh, brilliant. Yes, same right? more. So like... I yeah, what do you mean? You're 100% right. Yeah, I start mm-hmm. hard conversations with like, would, 
could we actually talk about something right now that's kind of hard for me? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? And if my partner gives me like a, oh gosh, now's not a good time. I'm in the middle of 10 projects. That's Mm -hmm. a no. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If yeah. they give, oh, right, like no. yeah. that's a no. And what do I do with that? No. Like sometimes mm-hmm. that's going to be really freaking mm-hmm. disappointing for me. Right. Yeah. It's not what I wanted to hear. Or maybe that's they, you're they... going to use that compassion gesture totally. and be with you and wonder mm-hmm. about how you need to respond to that. No, yeah. <laughs> you may have to swing back and have a consent conversation a few times before totally. we get to a full yeah. yes right. for the consent conversation. And our listeners yeah. might even remember that I plant seeds, right? Like, so there, yeah, yeah. it might be yeah. like, sweetie, there's a conversation I really need to have with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know when a good time for that's going to be, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I somewhere between like now and the end of the week, mm-hmm. I need to find some time with you where we can have this hard conversation. It'll probably mm-hmm. take about 10 minutes. Can you let me know when that time might be okay for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Totally. I'm remembering mm-hmm. a couple I worked with too, who did it with notes before. Mm-hmm. Oh. They actually, yep. So they actually would write down some thoughts about what would be hard and then give it to their mm-hmm. partner. Mm-hmm. And their partner chose oh. when to read it. And then they would write back and then they would have a past note around when to have the hard conversation now that they kind of knew where both Um, were coming from. I kind of love that. Do they fold them the way they used to in grade school? You know, in those like complicated little origami. Oh, I love it so much. (laughs) I also love that couples find ways that work for them. Right. There's, I think we can be infinitely creative in how we're, and and some people, I remember bringing this up actually, because I was still, I was, this was a long time ago. So this was back in my internship. I remember bringing it up and some people were saying things like, well, aren't they like skipping the vulnerability part then? I'm like, no, uh-huh. that was really right. hard for them to do that. They titrated it in a way mm-hmm. where they could come together. Mm-hmm. This is fine. So don't let anybody yeah. judge your way. Well, you know, right. let them judge your way. Like you can stop them, right. but don't let it in. Keep that <laughs> psychological battery up. Right. Is right. this actually true? Yeah. Is this actually about you? <laughs> right? Well, because it's so true that some things that work for some couples don't work for others. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't recommend texting. I really don't for big stuff. And yet I've had some clients that like, that's the only way they, in those sticky moments. And mm-hmm. it's because they can see it in print before they hit send. And then they go and edit it and fix it. And that mm-hmm. works for them. That wouldn't work for me. But yeah. if it's working for you and not in a like confrontational way, then you find what works for you. And yes, you use your psychological boundary when other people judge you for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you can use your six steps to set a boundary. So I'm thinking about a couple I worked with and this was a, a super sweet couple and she was um, enthusiastic and kind of, an. Uh, do you remember Elaine from Seinfeld when she got excited mm-hmm. and she would mm-hmm. hit people? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, when she was excited, <laughs> she would like smack him. <laughs> and they had talked about it and she kept saying, yeah, yeah, totally. I get it. Right. Was and he saying not to? Is that what they were saying, talking about? Sa- he, yeah. He was saying like, it's like a little hard and she would tease him <laughs> initially. She would tease him. Oh, yeah. And call him weak. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like in yeah. a teasy sort of way, not in a light way, right? Mm-hmm. But in in like a, oh, um, oh, what? You can't take it? Are you a real man? Come on. Yeah, yeah. That kind of, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And then, um, and then she would really take him seriously and try really hard not to, and then would, <laughs> and then would just forget, <laughs> like yeah. explode, like <laughs> out of her body. Um, and and he he we ended up working through the six steps, and he got his big why, and he found his way to say mm. it. And and he would what he ended up doing was he would catch her hand, and say. Whoa, slow down, Elastigirl. (laughs) (laughs) And then she would laugh and remember. Yeah. Right? And in some moments, was she slightly disappointed or embarrassed? Yes. Some moments were like that. And then that was okay. Right? (laughs) I love that so much. and I I think I I can use it too because... God, James has this thing about mosquitoes. Man, he really hates them. Mm-hmm. And if there's one on my face, he's going to try to swat it away. <laughs> and I do not like my face swatted. And I think from now I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to borrow this this dude's like response, you know? Totally. Because yeah. I've been working with this with him, but he's like, no, but the mosquito bite's so bad. I'm like, it's not as bad as having my face swatted. <laughs> no, for me, I'm less okay actually, with having my face swatted. The mosquito bite, I, I can take with. the mosquito bite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. but it's like, you know, this is one of those kinds of physical touch, what's okay and what's not okay kind of yeah. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right? And, and f- to make it playful. Mm-hmm. Ooh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can really help. Totally. It's like, yeah. Ooh, this is a if, cute, if you playful have a conversation. Cuddle, right. Totally. If you yeah. have a cuddle thing and you've had a meta conversation about it and your partner hears mm-hmm. you, you can use those six steps. Yeah. And... You know, do something like, I know, Cuddle Bear, I wish I could tell you I was in the mood right now. I'm not. I'll swing back to you tomorrow and try again, Kay. <laughs> that does soften then, the blow. And yeah. then let's say partner actually gets a look of disappointment on their face. Don't worry. You've already done step three, four, five, six, right? You've mm-hmm. already made it through. Right. You already you anticipated are anticipating. That that possibility, you already know you're about to compromise your boundary. Your next move is going to be to feel mm. guilty and then compromise your own boundary. Don't worry. You already have a soothing plan for that. You use your containment. You use your two words. Let's say you use that containing boundary as your soothing mm-hmm. plan. That's a really common way to do it. You do that. And and then you give them a little squeeze on the arm and say, I know. I wish I could be all you need all the time. I can't though. Mm-hmm. And then you move on with your night. <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. so you can make it a little bit more playful, right? Mm-hmm. And like not dwelling on it and sticking in it either. That's what right. I hear. Like, and then you move on with your night. It doesn't yeah. have to be like an intense conversation, especially if you've mm-hmm. had some of these meta conversations about it. So I'm just thinking about different ways we can really shore up ourselves because you've got to use your psychological boundary here. Mm-hmm. When you do not show up your, for your partner and touch the way they're hoping, we have so many messages. Your partner's carrying messages about what it means to be too needy, about what it means to want touch when it's not welcome, about what it means... Uh, right. Right? We're making up our own stories about what that means that we're not really meeting them there, right? Totally. And so mm-hmm. inside of all, all of this, inside of all of these mm-hmm. these meanings, these messages, these things, there's this element of disappointment. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And that's yeah. really the thing that, that kind of adds this like, uh oh, kind of like, is this okay kind right. of pressure? Mm-hmm. And I have terrible news for everybody mm-hmm. about boundaries. Oh, Vic, that face. I Take wish I could hear it. She's saying she has terrible news. <laughs> why would I want to hear terrible news? It is really bad. <laughs> I'm all set. <laughs> I can tell you why you want to hear it because I'm going to help us come into reality here. You don't get to set boundaries and not disappoint people. That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing. No, you're I mean, gonna disappoint. I'm not you're gonna disappoint. Simply. No, I know, but it's just so you say so like that's just not a thing. It's just not like, a thing. <laughs> like you can I'm not telling you that every time you're setting a boundary, somebody's gonna be disappointed. Right. I'm just saying you don't get to live a life where you set boundaries and then have no one ever be disappointed that you set a boundary. It I mean the the opposite of that is you could go through life trying not to disappoint anyone. And, and what's the boundaries? <laughs> you you won't have set boundaries and you will have lived your life bending to everybody else's whim and disappointing yourself or leaving yeah. yourself behind or not taking care of yourself throughout mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. So you have and a choice to make. All of this even assumes disappointment is bad. What if it's not? <laughs> I love disappointment. I love your face right now. <laughs> <laughs> I literally felt like a little puppy. I don't know, like, uh, is it a cartoon? I don't know if it was Scooby-Doo. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, I was like, wait, what? How could that not be bad? So, um, because- so I have this person yeah. that I work with <laughs> who um, their partner is, uh, they, they have this dynamic where one of them overdoes things, does tries to avoid all the disappointment in their partner, Mm -hmm. tries to avoid the partner having to do too much. Um, Mm -hmm. The partner tends to not do a lot and Mm. they're always trying to avoid their partner's disappointment. And it turns out that when they lean in towards the disappointment a little bit Mm -hmm. and they stop needing to fix it all for their partner all the time, there's a relief that shows up in both them getting the space that they've been craving and needing in their life. Mm-hmm. And their partner learning what they actually have capacity to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Disappointment is mini grief. Mm-hmm. It's like a different word for grief that we have when it's a smaller thing. Yeah. But there's no way to let myself really want what I want and face the reality of not getting it and not have disappointment be part of that. Mm-hmm. Of course I'm disappointed. But that's just part of letting that thing go for this moment. Gosh, and you know, there's so many disappointments throughout life. Mm-hmm. Like every day, I'm disappointed that I don't have more time. I'm disappointed right. that, mm-hmm. like, you know, that I I have too much on my plate. I'm disappointed mm-hmm. that... Mm-hmm. Um, Gosh, that meal tasted really good and my belly's really full, but I really, you know, like there's mm-hmm. so many different kinds of disappointment that mm-hmm. um, they don't have to break me. Sometimes they just like teach me something. Like, yeah, yeah. I think right? this is a learning thing. Yeah. And let, how do you, how do you let something go thing is with that feeling? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it, I just think of disappointment as a, as a, way our brains make sense of the space 
between what we can imagine and the reality we're in. And if you ever want to cross the bridge between those two, you would need disappointment. So I would never want to save anybody from theirs. I'm going to have to replay that. That was quite a statement. <laughs> I, that, that was so profound, I can't even process it. Well, think about it. Think about it like this. I have interns and people who study with me from all over. I tell mm-hmm. people this all the time. And I'm a trauma therapist, right? So I specialize in helping people through stuff like that. Um, And I tell them, even if there was no trauma anymore, ever, don't worry. We would still all have a job. Mm -hmm. Because all the humans around you have a brain that can imagine perfection, but they live here. (laughs) And the space between those two is filled I thought you were saying glowy. (laughs) No. No. Gloomy. Gloomy. Gloomy, though I am also glowy. People ask me, why are you so happy? Because I grieve a lot. Because I don't shy away from it. Because I Mm. feel the grief as it moves through. Can I I interject a a small poem? Mm. Because it's like rumbling through my soul right now. As mm-hmm. we're having this conversation about grief, mm-hmm. it's it's by um, Andrea Gibson. I love mm-hmm. them so much. Mm-hmm. And the poem is called Good Grief. And it goes like this. Let your heart break so your spirit doesn't. Mm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So disappointment sucks. And it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And I can be with you with all those things. But I don't think it's useless. Mm-hmm. I think it's a mm-hmm. way of making sense of something. Mm-hmm. Making sense of the space between what we hoped and what is in this moment. Mm-hmm. And and I, had, I actually had this conversation earlier with someone. And this person asked me, well, what is all this dreaming so good for then? And I was like, uh, making toilets. Like, thank God we have amazing imaginations. <laughs> we wouldn't That's have indoor brewing if we didn't have amazing imaginations. I love your imagination. And it's also not always in reality. And sometimes you're going to use that to make reality look like your imagination. Mm-hmm. And that's so yeah. cool. And I'm so yeah. glad. And you can't have all of it. And for that, there is this little mini grief that we call disappointment. Yeah. And I never want you mm-hmm. to save anyone from that. So as we think about wrapping up this boundary space, which we should do, <laughs> um, as much as I don't want to boundary myself talking about boundaries, my, <laughs> my publisher kept me to 50,700 uh, words, which was very short for me. I cut out 40,000 words out of the book. Um, they really boundaried me around how I wrote this, this which was good for me as a writer. Um, but but I never actually want to stop talking about boundaries. And yet we will. Mm-hmm. We'll hold the disappointment that we won't get to all of the things. Because there are, we talked about like four of the chapters, but there are nine. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I just want to like say yes to disappointment. Not because mm-hmm. it's good or bad, but because it's part of life. And because we want to embrace you coming home to yourself. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? 
you, uh, look at me. I'm going to be so clever. You set boundaries that stick. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. That was amazing. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Oh, I love it. So I think this is a really good place for us to wrap up and land. Mm -hmm. And I am just so grateful for our listeners for sticking with us through these five episodes in this mini series. And I'm Mm -hmm. hoping that everyone rushes out and picks up a copy Mm -hmm. of Setting Boundaries That Stick and perhaps joins us for our Integrating Heart and Mind workshop, joins Jules for her Setting Boundaries That Sticks workshop. There's so many other ways and places um, to learn more about boundaries and to come on this journey with us. So thank you all for sticking around. And again, thank you to our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom, who helps us bring this podcast to you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at one of our workshops. You'll find our next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you can ask us your questions? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. And here are some gratitudes. Thanks to Al Hoberman, our sound editor and podcast production magic maker. Thanks to every one of you who has joined us for our workshops in the past. We've learned so much from all of you. And thanks to everyone who's reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help others to find the show. Take care of each other best you can. See you next time. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators. And you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.